Hello and welcome once again to Geeking Out, a Steal This Idea podcast. My name is Andrew Burkham, and I'm here to geek out tonight with my friend and partner, Noel Chandler. Noel, say hello to the nice folks out in the audience. Hello, nice folks out in the audience. Thank you so much for being there. I would like to introduce our special guest tonight. Right here with me is Miss Debbie Bennett. Say hi to everybody, Debbie. Hi to everybody, Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. That was exactly how you answered that question. Uh, Debbie is super awesome, and I'm really excited to have her here with us today. So thank you. You're welcome. Yes, welcome, Debbie. And so we're going to start off, we start off every show now Mm -hmm. with a segment. (laughs) This time. Yeah, this time. Okay, we start, we've started off the last two shows. Yes. <laughs> um, with a segment that's called The Most Interesting Thing. Ooh. So The Most Interesting Thing is something that we've come across this week that we have just found to be particularly interesting, something that's fascinating, and something that we want to share with our audience. And to keep with tradition, Noel, why don't you start by telling us your most interesting thing this week? Uh, my, I will, actually. My week has been kind of bland as I figure out my place in the, the system that I'm working in right now. But I will say that I had uh, – this most interesting thing is mostly something that happened today, which highlights a part of me that is really dumb. Uh, I am a very smart person. I don't have a problem saying this, but I'm not going to be, you know, self-deprecating. I don't, I don't really, I try not, I try not to do that. But uh, there is a part of me that is really dumb. And so we will talk about that right now. And that is that I don't know if you guys saw it, but Burt Reynolds died today. Isn't that so sad? And that's so sad. And I was thinking about how sad I was about this. And then I realized that mostly I was sad because I thought he was Tom Selleck. And then... And then uh, I got scolded by my husband, obviously, as I well deserved for thinking that it was Tom Selleck. Uh, So the dumb thing about me, and this is real, is that I, and not to denigrate anybody who actually has face blindness, Mm -hmm. but I have a degree of face blindness when it comes to people with beards or mustaches or anyone like that. Uh, So people who fit a certain type are generally all to me the same person. And Mm -hmm. I wish that was not until I get to know them, you know. And so I wish that wasn't the case. But I, uh, it it manifested itself today in me being very sad that Tom Selleck had passed away, which as it turns (laughs) out, hasn't happened. So yay. So how do you feel about Burt Reynolds Uh, passing away? Well, I'm I'm very sad about that too. But (laughs) not for the same reasons that I was sad about Tom Selleck. So uh, yes, very sad, but uh, interesting in the sense that I uh, am glad that Tom Selleck is alive. (laughs) How about that? In other news, you have no idea who I am. Never have. I just keep showing up. I have no clue. That's what I thought. Uh, My most interesting thing today is this. I have a friend, his name is Rich Manning, and he runs a a blog. He runs a, it's a, a he's got a Facebook page called the Lazy Hunter, mm-hmm. and Rich is he's a he's a great food and drink and entertainment writer. That's that's what he does. And so he runs this site. Today he posted something that he found about this. It says, "You receive a plate of fried ravioli shaped dough with a dark filling. You take a bite, expecting meat, and are met with the flavor of warm, rich stout." Welcome to the world of fried beer. Ooh. What? Right? So this is this is kind of a crossover from my other podcast, the Two Minute Beer Review. There's mm-hmm. my shameless plug of the week. Yay. Yay. And yeah, so this guy has figured out how to fry beer. Not only to fry beer, but to keep the, the liquid at the center of the thing 
liquid. So right. when I think about fried liquids, usually you're talking about a batter that's made, you know, you go to the county fair and you get fried Coke and mm-hmm. it's really just a batter that's made with this stuff. No, no, no. You bite into this and there's an actual liquid inside that bite of fried dough. And it's supposed to taste like taking a bite of a pretzel and then drinking, you know, drinking a sip of beer. And that's the experience. So I, I just think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd love to try it. Very interesting. I want some now. I would like some now. Right? And I also, uh, what sauce do you put on that? Like, how do you? Well, the beer that they use is stout. And so using right. using my beer tasting. Please is, tell us about yeah, what goes with, yeah. with stout, Andrew. What I would do is typically the flavors that are in stouts, or in American stouts at least, are flavors that we would associate with chocolates and coffees. Mm-hmm. And so I would say mm-hmm. something like a dark chocolate sauce or maybe a coffee espresso, like an espresso sauce, would work really, really well. In contrast, if you wanted to take something that would take it the other way but still kind of complement the flavor, like a very dark tart cherry sauce, like mm-hmm. a, a, a tart cherry reduction would probably pair very well with, uh, with, a, with a stout flavor. But no matter how we're going, this is this is a dessert that we're talking about here. No question, absolutely. Yes, I'm not going to sm- smother this with marinara and call it dinner. I mean, you could you could certainly try. That's true. And <laughs> when Debbie and I start our cooking podcast eventually, yes. that will <laughs> be go, something right? that we will work absolutely. on. Surely, absolutely wonderful. So that's my most interesting thing, Debbie. What's your most interesting thing this week? I'm going to cheat and go about eight days back. Ooh. So I took a late lunch, and I was at a local restaurant and happened to be right across the street from my office, and so I was staring at the front door to my office. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there with my, my son, and another friend showed up, and we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden I see this woman walk by the front door to my office, and then she kind of pops in and pops out, and in her hand is a package I was expecting from Thread Up. <laughs> what? So I sat there for a minute thinking, did I just see what I saw? <laughs> and so I said to my son and my friend, I was like, that woman, I don't think I used the word woman, um, <laughs> I think she just stole my Thread Up. Oh. So I just ran out of the restaurant. Wow. And she's gone. So I go down to the end of the block, I turn left, I go half a block down, I can't find her. So I walk back, I get to the corner, and across the street is my assistant, Carrie, and she's out there. We're both, like, waving our arms at each other because she saw the woman also leave. Right. So we go to the corner, and we're talking about it, and then we turn, and we see about maybe a block and a half down the road, we see this woman walking with my thread up. No way. So we started walking, and we started walking a little bit faster because we didn't want her to catch on, and then I was like, heck with it. And I had on my high heels and my dress from work, and I just chased her down. And <laughs> we caught up to her, and she turned around, and she's like, what? And my friend Carrie says, you give us our package. And she said, well, it, it's mine. Someone gave it to me. I was like, no, it's mine. And she's like, well, you can have it. I was like, well, I can have it because it's mine. <laughs> so then I look in it, and she had, my clothes were in there, and she, all my mail was shoved in there, too. Oh. So I was like, you know what? If you're going to be taking my mail, at least you need to pay my bills. Right. <laughs> right. And so we, yeah, so we, we got got the package back, <laughs> and we found a nice nice young police officer. It was Officer Fister downtown, very nice young okay, man. Okay, good to know. And yeah. he, he was very nice, very helpful. He thought he knew who the person was, and then he came back to our office to talk to us a little bit about it, and he said, um, you know you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and I said, what? And he's like, you shouldn't have chased her down. I said, well, I didn't get that close. And he says, you got close enough to take back your package. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. 
I suppose. But anyway, don't steal my thread up. So I got got my thread up back. I went back to the restaurant because now I think they thought I ran out of my bill. Yeah. So I walked in and I threw the package down and the the waiter there, she she goes, she stole your thread up? And I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, I would have chased her down too. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You don't mess with Debbie. Not We don't mess with people's packages in general, but not thread up and definitely not Debbie's thread up. No, thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to move on. But before that, we're going to take a brief break to hear a little bit about another project that's coming up very soon from the Phoenix Podcast Network. This time, my dreams were of music again, but I wasn't playing. I was wandering through the forest on the edge of the clearing in which the house stood, and I could hear the sounds of the music coming from the house. I began to walk out of the woods and towards the house, and as I did, the music stopped. The sound of the wind rose suddenly behind me, coming from the woods all around, but I felt no wind, and I woke up. Ashburn, Nebraska, a quaint town with a population of only 99, but with secrets that are infinite. Please, please leave this place. Join us in Ashburn, premiering soon on the Phoenix Podcast Network. It's here. Look for more details on at Podcast Phoenix on Facebook and Twitter. Well, welcome back from the break. Uh, we're very excited about that particular project that's coming up, so I hope you are excited as well, and I hope yeah. that you will listen when it debuts later this month. Woohoo! Right, exactly. And a an interesting, a, a trivia point okay. for those who have listened to this show, the first episode of, of Ashburn, which is going to debut later this month, if you have been listening to this show from the beginning, you might recognize the voice of the narrator. Mm. And it's it's not me. I'm not the one that's narrating. So okay, it's know. me. No, it's, <laughs> it's not me either. No, it's neither me nor Noel. But it is a former guest from the Geeking Out podcast. So oh, yeah, give it a listen. It's going to be a great show. I'm really excited to get it up and running. All right. Well, let's get to the main event. There's one reason we're here, and it is to talk to Debbie and geek out that's so true Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> so i've already stopped her about four times tonight and gone okay so i appreciate you telling me that but uh that's a podcast story right, so right. <laughs> hold off because we're gonna talk about it later mm-hmm. so the thing about debbie that i by the way i want to do a new segment on here i was oh, okay. just thinking about it yeah we'll, we'll have to in. start it next time sure but i want to do a segment and i want it to be called what i like about you Ooh. because i feel like i spend time and it's all well deserved complimenting our guests and telling them what it is, the reason why I wanted to have them on and what mm-hmm. it is about them that I really, truly adore. And in Debbie's case, there's, a, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> but the thing about her that I like more than anything else was so beautifully illustrated in that story about 
taking back her thread up. Yes. And that is the <laughs> Debbie doesn't do bullshit. We try again with the language. We try and keep the language to a minimum on this show, but that's just not Debbie's bag. Debbie yeah. is forthright. Yep. She steps to the front. She tells you what she needs. She tells you what she has to have. And then if there's something that has to happen that isn't happening, she does that. Yep. Uh, she makes stuff happen in a way that only the most badass women that I know do. <laughs> right. And uh, is a wonderful illustration of what it means to be part of a community because she is never not helping. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> well, no, she's been a, a huge supporter of Phoenix. She's been a huge supporter of me for yeah. years and years. And I uh, I just, I couldn't love her more. She's fantastic. And so. Agreed. Well, I think you're fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we have lots of stories together, but I know we also have lots of separate stories too. So this is, this is going to be an interesting podcast because I know that at some point we're going to start telling the same story together and <laughs> yes. it's just going to be a whirlwind roller coaster right. <laughs> and so much fun. Uh, so what we always do with our guests is we kind of go, okay, let's start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So which is personally one of my favorite places to start with Debbie, because Debbie and I have kind of a common link oh. in the very beginning. We are from five miles and 20 years apart. Exactly. Really? Yes. yes. She went to high school in the same county that I went we're, to high school in both Maryland. both MoCo girls. No MoCo. <laughs> yeah, Montgomery <laughs> County. Uh, so I, I dated a guy from Olney High School back when... Uh, Sherwood. Oh, Sherwood. I'm so sorry. You're right. Sherwood. Sherwood <laughs> High School in Olney. Uh, back when I was in Maryland, obviously, and... I, uh, I, you know, went to the Rock and Roll Revivals. Rock and Roll Revival and, is awesome. Yeah. So actually, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it was, what, what that what whole experience was. What is Rock and Roll Revival? Was. Yeah. Rock and Roll Revival is a program that is put on by Sherwood High School. And I think they are in like their 47th year. Oh, wow. And it started with a bunch of kids trying to raise money. And it's like a talent show type mm -hmm. thing. But it's with... Uh, fully choreographed, and they they're using old Motown songs, old rock and roll songs. Wow, um, it's amazing. They have it's fully dancing, mm -hmm. and it's by the time you've graduated, just about everybody in the school has worked some aspect of the show. Whether you are uh, making T-shirts, mm -hmm. whether you are working tech, whether you're selling tickets and printing the tickets, wow. yeah, choreo dancing, choreography, singing, musicians, these. Amazing. People have written their thesis about what this show meant, meant no to them. No kidding. Absolutely. Wow. And this yeah. was, I mean, I, coming from a musical family, obviously, I have a musical background in my family. And my stepdad regularly hires people with the words rock and roll revival on their resumes. And even when they are professional musicians uh -huh. that stays on because that means something in the in the county where we where they live yeah. back in maryland like and that means something in my first audition in merced mm -hmm. afterwards i ran into noel and i said i hear you're from from maryland and we learned we we're really close uh, -huh. uh pro close proximity to each other yes and she said to the director she goes oh she went to Sherwood High School. <laughs> you have to put her in the show. <laughs> I did, and yeah. he did. Well, yes. And we are ever thankful. Yeah, there have been two documentaries done about the show. Mm -hmm. We had the same musical director for, I think, 36 years. He just retired wow. two years ago. Yeah. Oh, and now goodness. he does a show called Bill Stock, bringing all the former musicians <gasps> in, and they do it in 
uh, some little town in Maryland. How <gasps> cool is that? Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, well, I need everyone that I know from Maryland who's listening to this because, I mean, we know it's myriad, the amount of people oh, yeah. in Maryland who are listening to this podcast, to please look up Bill Stock, and we need yes. to go do that. Yeah. Uh, very cool. I, well, you and I have to buy a plane ticket now and just fly back <laughs> from Not Bill a problem. <laughs> She's like, I already have mine. Where are you? Nice. Get your life together. When is yeah. it? Do you know? Um, they do it, I think it's in June, right <gasps> after school lets out. He did it first as a retirement party when he left and yeah. and but the musicians keep coming back they keep coming back mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah. we're totally gonna go do that that's gonna be so it's much really fun. cool wow. yeah the musicians are top-notch the dancing was top-notch coming from uh i mean my school had almost a next to nothing theater department mm-hmm. and it was you know me and my sister and a bunch of other committed actors but it was very small and so we were doing stuff like our town and the fantastics you know mm-hmm. what can we do that is only 10 people or less 30 foot high mm -hmm. totally lit jukebox exactly and And then you go see this show and you're like oh come on man (laughs) it's just so and this is before like magnet schools were Mm -hmm. a thing you know this is before there was a performing arts high school this was just people coming together and not of no talent either this wasn't your typical like we're gonna be the rock and roll band at the high school and we're all gonna play the same six chords over and over again it was musicians are talented they were so great in in the industry now yeah amazing it was so much fun so what did you do for the rock and roll revival i was a dancer were you yes surprise (gasps) oh my goodness (laughs) debbie's an amazing amazing dancer which is awesome um Mm -hmm. i'm actually gonna (laughs) i know we're gonna skip around a lot during this this podcast obviously (laughs) but so debbie has taken a bunch of uh, dance classes with us as well because she likes to use dance as exercise of course as we all do and um so she's taken you know ballet class with Catherine, who we talked to in that first episode she's Mm -hmm. taken uh, a tap with me and all kinds of other fun stuff. She's subbed for me in the past, I believe, at least once or twice, probably. I don't know. I know, maybe. (laughs) And uh, then there is the fact that what we used to do for years and years and years, Mm -hmm. and I made sure in the car that I could bring this up, is that we used to do pole dancing class. And it was, uh, I believe you were the first one who got me into it. You were going, come on, just come try it. Just come see. And we had the best time. It's, and, and it's adult gymnastics. It and is. It's really. And it was so much fun. So much fun. And they offered a lunchtime one. So me and Michelle Cattell would leave Playhouse and we'd walk over to the place and we would, you know, get in our gear and we would do pole dancing for an hour. And then we'd like towel off because you were sweating yeah. like crazy take and off our stripper shoes and go back to work and take off your right and like <laughs> i still own those shoes that's insane oh, I have like the 18 fact that, pairs of them right yeah and you have to i was like i cannot wear these and they're like you can't not wear them <laughs> because they're made of vinyl because they stick to the pole yep. like it was so funny and the amount of oh yeah just the amount of like acrobatics necessary to do that hmm. is insane being upside down is one of my favorite things Huh. Really? So, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's why I like pole dancing. That's why I like cartwheels, mm-hmm. right. which I do all the time still, as yes. Miss Noelle knows. Oh, yeah. So fun. <laughs> Debbie also was a uh, a dancer in a recent project. The last project that I did with Playhouse, actually, was the was Nevermore. Oh, yes. And so there were you, – well, yes, you were in it yeah. as well. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. You know, different yeah, capacities. So Andrew was, <laughs> Andrew was on stage. I didn't get to work mm-hmm. with Andrew much because he was on stage in the cast. And I had the unique – pleasure of choreographing and working with these six dancers, five dancers, six dancers, who were our shadow dancers that created scenes back behind a scrim and were only seen in shadow. And so we got to use depth and perception in a way that we had never really, that I had never touched it before. And I learned a lot because it was a totally new experience. Mm -hmm. 
We got to use props. And Debbie was the person, everyone was very, uh, obviously very, you know, entirely invested in, and bought in. But Debbie was the one who would be like, okay, so I know we had to have a pendulum. So I made this at the <laughs> office today. And let's try this. And we're going to work. And I would walk back and I'd see Debbie contorted into the craziest position possible and just moving one arm slightly to make the pendulum do what it was supposed to do. It was so wow. amazing. Yeah, that was the a com- fun show. It was oh, so yeah. fun. And it looked beautiful and we got to do cartwheels and we got to do cartwheels <laughs> i put them in just for you baby oh, just my. for you i always will yeah um oh what were we talking about I think okay that's what my bio said i'm 53 and can do cartwheels, and can do cartwheels. Was in it. And that was it <laughs> that's very indicative of debbie yeah. though it's like i'm 53 and can do cartwheels mm-hmm. duh now i'm 54 obviously. and can do cartwheels well perfect yeah. see in only I don't know. How would you how would you compare? We're going to geek out on the difference here, which I love to do because I'm obviously from Maryland as well. What would you say culturally about the difference between a place like Only Maryland and Merced, California? Well, let's see. When I left Only to come to Merced, I did have a lot of culture shock because Only, mm-hmm. although it was a small town, mm-hmm. um, we were 14 miles outside D.C. Right. So you can just get on the bus, get on the metro, and you pop up and you're in, in the middle of D.C., um, right. But in Alney, there were no fences. Mm-hmm. So all the big backyards, all the kids played together. And right. the first thing I noticed about Merced when I moved here is there were fences. Before they even built a house, they would build a fence around it. Mm. So that was one of the things. When I, I moved here in 89, okay. so there were actually a lot more things to do in Merced back then for a 25-year-old than really? there were now. Oh, it was happening. Wow. It, yeah, it That's was cool. It was it was really fun. What happened? <laughs> yeah, what, what happened? Was it, well, I mean, well, I, I can tell yeah. you what I think happened. Okay, around eighty nine ninety. Oh, did you ruin it? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was me. The, the police <laughs> had an ordinance where you could not do uh, cruising, and so what people used to do, yeah. all the the high school kids, college kids, everybody would go down Main Street and they would just drive up and down while other people were walking, and there were people out all the time. Well, they passed an ordinance that you could no longer cruise. And so if you went by the same place three times in an hour, you would get a ticket. Mm. So people left downtown. People Aww. left downtown. Right. The clubs hmm. left downtown. And that was that was part of it. Wow. Yeah. I still do hear people say things along the lines of like, well, the cruising ordinance. Like they'll just refer to it as the cruising ordinance. And I guess that's what it is. I've never done more research into it. But wow. Yeah, it was about when I moved there is when that happened. Is that still a thing? Like, is I that think still the, the ordinance books? is probably still in I'm the books. I'm sure it but, is. Yeah, yeah, it is in most cities nowadays, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was probably about when the gang started getting a little bit more okay. influence. Yep. I, okay. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It, here's an interesting thing, though. We talk about rituals that define us geographically. And both of you share an experience that we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, right? That was a ritual that defines you. So even when you were out of that set, that original setting, mm-hmm. the two of you were able to in some way recognize each other. Mm-hmm. And you had some level of commonality that you wouldn't have otherwise had. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. The The idea of modern rituals that, that define people geographically. Are you are you referring specifically to the rock and roll revival, yeah, like I'm, the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, I think I think that's totally fine. I, well, I think it's, um, especially at that point, if I can geek out on it a little bit, I want to say that there is, uh, there is this, technology. Of course, has come to this massive leap, even mm-hmm. since I've been born in '83. You know what I mean? Like, there's this, this massive leap in what we can all experience 
on our own as well as with each other. Mm-hmm. But there is always something to be said for the idea of an experience that is shared and the power of that. Obviously, that's why we do theater. That's why we go to concerts. That's why right. we go to shows. And when you see a show that is not just good, but unexpectedly good, like mm-hmm. you expect to go to a, a you know professional concert mm-hmm. somewhere in San Francisco and see you know fireworks, etc. Right. But you don't expect to go to Sherwood High School and see talent like what you see. Mm-hmm. So, or what you saw, I guess I could say, and probably what you still see. So, just the the shock of that burned it into my brain. And the fact that it's still going on, or or was, uh, oh, it's still going. It on. is still going Watch on. Okay, good. Hmm. Uh, is it means that there's a lasting impression that it has put on everybody. Like the high quality of that has has traveled through at this point generations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, I so it's because Debbie and I never. I mean, we may have seen the same show, but we were not involved in the same show no. at all like i said like debbie said we were 20 years apart right right so it evolved over that time frame but i know i know something being from maryland that you probably share do you put old bay seasoning on a lot of stuff well obviously <laughs> how do you not how do you eat french fries without it i do not know what that is oh my god it's like if you go go to h&w that's what they're putting on there. Everyone's exactly like, oh all... this is the best seasoning it's like it's, old it's, bay. it's just old bay i it's know on everything in maryland I it's so I don't good know what that is oh Absolutely. i'm going to bring you some next <laughs> podcast please, please i cannot do. believe i forgot i forget about that and i have a and friend. i don't even eat crab but we but you have to put it on there yeah, yeah no oh, you wow. still do mm-hmm. no absolutely you got to put old bay on everything and uh and then there is like the difference in seafood when you're dealing with the chesapeake bay versus mm-hmm. you know anywhere else really i'm not not that the you know the pier is not a good place to eat seafood but i mean well, we've been crabbing uh, i don't eat crab but oh. i've been crabbing both in maryland and in san francisco mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in san francisco you you have the these big nets and cages and you have right. to fight with the sea lions over over them and and the crabs are are just kind of like scary looking yeah and and ugly but in maryland you can take a chicken neck and put it on a piece of string and you stick it in the bay and you pull it out and there'll be crabs attached to it oh wow yep and they're and they're cuter and they're cuter (laughs) and who doesn't want to eat a cuter crab and there's and there's my pull quote where's my pen That's the that's not as much the pull quote as the thing that makes PETA attack us. <laughs> Did the, you see the ad with we, the PETA and the crabs? And the crabs. Oh yes, the not it's not, yes, 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 I did. And then they're like, come outside. <laughs> We're out here. Oh my gosh. Um, Amazing. I had a I had a friend in Maryland who's oh, oh see, I, this is not a podcast about me. We're not doing this. We're not doing this, but this is what's gonna happen with Debbie. Oh my goodness. Uh uh yes, old bay on everything. Let's well, I go want to hear your friend oh, in Maryland. Oh no, her um uh I had a friend in Maryland whose mother was a member of uh this is when I was a child, 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 whose mother was a like a, a high up, I believe, in PETA, and they lived in an animal sanctuary. Which was also a, a pet cemetery. Um, it is a there's a, like a human cemetery across the street, and then there's an actual pet cemetery right there, right behind the shopping center, the Aspen Hill Shopping okay. Center. I worked there. You did, yes, and I lived right there. That was my, I don't know if you know that. That's where I lived. That's where my house is. Other claim to fame, uh, DC sniper. Cr- we used to go. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. yep, same deal. Yeah, yep, we that used was to go the cruise Aspen Hill though when we got bored in Alney. Yep, right. there you go. You go cruise Aspen Hill, absolutely. Um, but that pet cemetery was theirs, and so you had to go through the pet cemetery 
through a gate into where they kept like all the animals and you had to go through there to get to the actual fence that led to their house and then go inside and this is all to say that i hate turkeys and they attacked me and my sister several (laughs) times and i still have guilt like major guilt about the fact that i saw the turkey and i ran and my sister did too but she was two years younger than me and she couldn't keep up and that turkey got her and like scratched her back and like destroyed my sister I ran. I just kept running. And then later I was like, are you okay? Like, I'm pretty sure I helped her. Like, it was fine. But, and she's, you know, a competent adult living in LA. But I still have guilt about the fact that I left her for a turkey attack. It's natural selection. It's fine. I mean, to a degree, but that turkey was a jerk, man. No, turkeys are jerks. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin. Mm Mm-hmm. Wanted them to be the national bird. That's stupid. That's not, that's not the falsehood. He really thought that i but no it is i didn't really think that but to be fair i don't know anything about eagles like i don't know if they're they, they look majestic they suck too yeah, i think suck. all birds, all birds suck. suck but yeah. i've seen both wild oh turkeys gosh, and that's... bald eagles in kathy's valley oh we're gonna oh. talk about kathy's valley but i i do want to call out that that's our first uh our our merchandise store isn't open yet uh but our first t-shirt, why is that andrew get uh, on that because i haven't gotten on it uh, but our first t-shirt is gonna say uh geeking out podcast all birds suck. Oh, God. I am so glad that that's going to be the tagline on that <laughs> because I say it all the time and I mean it every it's single so time. True. I will. I, I'm, I apologies to all of my myriad of vegan friends because they are lovely people and I would love to eat some birds. Like they are so because they're, they're mean delicious. to me. I know it's just it's not it's not taste. It's just revenge. You they're just mean revenge. to me. That's fair. They're that's mean. Fair. Um, okay. So let's let's backtrack. We geeked out too much. Debbie brought up Kathy's Valley, which is important because on the drive here again, Debbie was mentioning that she went from, I mean, because born in New York, correct? Born in New York. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Lived in New York until? Till I was in, I was nine and a half. Then okay. we moved to Maryland. Okay. So it's actually which, a segment of childhood. Like yeah, that's not. Which, which caused me to say weird things because <laughs> I really had to work to get rid of my accent. Did but, you? But I would say things like being from Maryland and New York, y'all want some coffee. Oh. You know, y'all it, want some coffee? Yeah, and it just doesn't work. So I, I worked really hard to not sound like that. I completely anymore. disagree. I feel like we need to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, y'all I'll, want some coffee? I love the coffee? sound of it. Yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm, like, just the sound of the cadence is is like rad. So as a th- right, agreed. So yeah. as a theater person, right, when you read a script, and some sometimes playwrights do write them phonetically to mm-hmm. portray the mm-hmm. accent, etc. If you read that, I would know everything about oh, yeah. that character, mm-hmm. every single thing, and so that's. <laughs> I love it. Please don't stop doing that. Well, you've already stopped. Okay, never mind. But uh, yes, please go back to that. Okay, so y'all want some coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I was in, uh, graduated from Sherwood in, mm. in Maryland. Then I went to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Hokey, 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 hi. <laughs> then I went to West Virginia okay. for law school, which is a whole different place. Oh, yeah. Something we haven't touched on yet. Debbie's a lawyer. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah like, oh, by the way, <laughs> by, by like, the way, on like top of all thirty of this. minutes into the podcast, <laughs> we get to this. And we're burying the lead. Like a working yeah. lawyer who is amazing. Right. Okay, keep it's going. It's just a thing I do. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, West Virginia was was fun also for accents and right. everything else. Mm-hmm. We were. I had. We were on a, a trip to do some competition mm-hmm. and guy in the back and i were he, he was from new york i was still consider myself a new yorker at that point point. Mm-hmm. and at one point we're driving and 
the guys in front of us said something. They turned around and they just looked at us and they went, y'all outsiders just wouldn't understand. <gasps> and we were like, oh, we're going to die right now. Oh, oh no. So, but then from West Virginia, I did came you hear out a, to did, Merced. Did you hear a... Oh, man. I was a little nervous. Yeah. There's a banjo in the corner right there. Don't point out the banjo. Banjos like birds. Frighten me terribly. What's fun about West Virginia is wherever you go, they play... Country Roads. Mm-hmm. Okay. About mm-hmm. 18 times a night. Good. Of course. And everybody plays it and they cry. Of course. And they <laughs> like act like they hadn't heard it <laughs> just 10 minutes before. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. I oh, do, my gosh. I do that, but I'm at my house alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andrew doesn't have a bunch of people around no. him, you know, also doing it. So, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Well, I love the song Country Roads, but yeah, I bet after a couple of couple of times i'd be like we're done now yeah we're and we're closing out the bar at 4 a.m and you've heard it 18 times yeah right, we're right. finished yeah so then why did you so okay so from west virginia then to west merced virginia to merced okay why so or just how or how whatever i was i was when i was in west virginia i had a, a friend um and so we i moved out here he was actually from merced okay and, well, we were dating the whole time. He just kept saying, you, you know, you got to come out to Merced. You got to meet my friend Phil. You're going to love my friend Phil. <gasps> oh, wow. So I came out to Merced and married Phil. I was about to say, you guys don't know that her <laughs> husband's name is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. So that's how, I ended, that's how I ended out in Merced. Well, you did love Followed Phil. a man and married his best friend. And married his best friend. Well, that's good. Yeah. I approve of that. Can that be the title of your autobiography? <laughs> I title everyone's autobiographies yeah, on yeah. this podcast, and so yours can be, I followed a man and married his best friend. That, and, and that's that the title of the episode now, because I have to come up with a <laughs> no! title for every episode. <laughs> I'm sure we can think of a better one than that. It's not turkeys or jerks or something like that. Eh, we might go with that. Oh, I'm writing yeah. it down just in case. There's a banjo in the corner. How about that? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, in the like couple of minutes we've got left since we've geeked out on everything oh. else so far, I want to... So, we talked about you being the most badass woman that I know, and I part of that does have to do with your your law practice and what it is you do. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot that you can't say, but there's also a lot that you can tell us just about the nature of the work you do, okay. if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I, I own Central Valley Youth Legal Services, and we represent uh, just about every child in Merced who's in foster care. Mm-hmm. So we have about 600 clients right now. We also represent children who are in custody battles and in guardianships. And so our office is very child-centered. And right. so we go in and protect the children's rights and try to get the best possible outcome for them. One of the phrases I've been doing, I've been kind of mulling over in my head just in terms of my own life motto is, do good work worth doing well. There's something like that. Is that's what I want to do with my life, and that's what I feel like you do. And it gets very frustrating because you don't you don't see any anything. Some, sometimes you just don't see anything. It's just very depressing because people are really terrible to children. Mm-hmm. Right. But once in a while, something will happen that will just you realize that you made a difference. And if I can give you an example from from something that happened, my son was in school. He was in elementary school, and we were at back to school night, and his teacher pulled me aside and said, "I need to talk to you." And I went, "Oh God, what did Zane do now?" <laughs> and she goes, "No, you you don't remember me." And I said, "Well, I'm I'm sorry, you know, you're Zane's teacher, but I don't know why." She goes, "Well, the last time you saw me, I was eight years old." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh," and she goes, "You saved my life." And I went, 
okay. And I started crying a little bit. And she explained that um, I had helped her and her mom get out of a a situation and had told her mother that, you know, she was better than that and gave them a lot of hope. And she said, I always followed your career and followed what you did and modeled myself after you. So that's why I decided to work with children. That's why I became a teacher. Oh, wow. So then she became my son's teacher who Mm -hmm. went out of her way with with helping him through some very difficult times in school. Sure. And it was like, wow, that was kind of kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it was – I was crying at the back-to-school night. Everybody wow. must have thought Zane did something bad again. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is wow. so wonderful, Debbie. That's so fantastic. And I'm, I, I'm sure with a career like yours and with a job like yours and with the amount of work that you do, good work worth doing, I – I'm sure that the amount of times that happens that they don't find you and tell you is, oh, which, well, yeah. not to overuse a word, but it's myriad. It is, uh, I'm but sure one, it happens every day. Once they, they find me. That's and great. It's, it's really nice when they do. That's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I do want to touch on your family briefly because Uh-oh. you're, no, no, no. <laughs> because I, no, I want to because Zane is so, so cool. And I, if you are ever in downtown Merced, mm-hmm. you will without fail come by a store on canal street that sells the most nutty socks heck yeah and like it's the only place in merced and like surrounding areas to get theatrical makeup Mm -hmm. like really good brand theatrical makeup cryolin brand and it is uh also they sell oh what do they just call it buff the um uh yeah the headwear headwear and all kinds of other fun stuff and it's it's just so much fun to walk in because you walk into some stores i have actually because of the way that i tend to dress in my everyday life which is working mom wears food on her and (laughs) pulls up her hair and no one talked to me i uh I tend to get dirty looks when I walk into stores sometimes. And you walk into Debbie's store and it's literally the it's, most it's, warm, inclusive atmosphere. It's actually Zane's store. It's he opened the, it when he was 16. Yeah. You are correct. And that's yeah. what's so interesting is that it's, it's yeah. actually not Debbie's store. You're correct. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I misspoke. It's Zane's store. Yeah. And you walk in, you never know if you're going to see a zombie or mm-hmm. or something else. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us about how that came to be in terms of you and Zane and Zane's. Well, since Zane was little, he was always very creative. And mm-hmm. I at one point quit wearing makeup because it was always gone. And sure. I would <laughs> come back and he would have drawn Egyptian symbols all over his face and body. Or right. he's you know, he's cut up all his clothes and convinced me that he was a Hulk and it just happened. Right. Um, but he was always really into the makeup. So he was maybe about 13 years old, and we were in San Francisco, and he says, please take me to, I got to go to a professional makeup store. I was like, okay, whatever, Zane. <laughs> so we went to Krylon, which is where he wanted to go, mm-hmm. and he walked in, and he just walked up and said, hello, my name is Zane Fierro, and I'm a makeup artist, and I would like to have, and he started rattling off all these things that I had never heard of. So he's like, I'd like some clothing, like, and spirit gum, and I want this, and, and he was, I need two parts silicone. He's saying all these things, and I just looked at the guy behind the counter, and I said, was he even saying anything? What, what <laughs> is that real? And he goes, he goes, oh no, he knows what he's talking about. So we started buying uh, makeup, and Zane was very talented at doing the special effects. Right. And started going to classes at Krylon. You had to be a professional makeup artist and eighteen to go, but they let him go at thirteen. <gasps> oh, great! Um, I love and that. so he just started really, really getting into it. And when he was sixteen, he took all his his birthday money and went down to the city of Merced. And got himself a business license. Oh, wow. He got himself a fictitious 
uh, business name mm-hmm. and a bank account, none of which apparently require parent signature. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had also at 15 found a place and had had rented a room where he was doing his his special effects and everything. At 15, uh-huh. they rented wow. to him. So he got a little bit bigger store and started doing things, and he's done some some film work and a lot of lot of theater work, and he teaches classes, yeah. and yeah. he just finished cosmetology school. That's and amazing. He's, he's getting ready for Halloween right now. Yes. So, I mean, it is Zenit is the place to go. Oh, yeah. If you are, even if you're just curious, if you're like, you know what, I'm not sure what I want to be for Halloween, I'm going to wander in here and just see what they have. Mm-hmm. This young man will direct you in exactly where you're supposed to go. He will give you all the best advice. Mm-hmm. He'll work within your price range. Uh, he is, he's someone we should geek out with at some oh, point, yeah. honestly, yeah. because he's have him on super the show. rad. And he's yeah. the, and he's the best, he's just the best guy. I, I got to work with him as a makeup artist on Nevermore, which we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. And he is just the absolute best human yeah. being to work with in that capacity. Super and I work great. with a lot of makeup artists. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> What's cool about him is he, he was getting... He, Pretty, pretty well known and making a name for himself. And people always come in the store and they'll say to him, Zane, have you ever heard of Face Off? You should go on Face Off. <laughs> but it's Face Off has heard of him because at 15 years old, he was invited to a Face Off party. Wow. Um, we have two cabinets in our store that actually Face Off called and said, hey, we're not using these on our set anymore. Zane, would you like them? So Zane, no kidding. Zane went down to L.A. and picked them up and... That's awesome. Um, from way back. And V-Neal's like, Zane, hi, Zane. Oh, my gosh. All the the time. We'll be at conferences, and they'll pull me aside, and they're like, are you Zane's mom? And I'm like, oh, my God, what did he do now? And they're like, oh, no, no. These people want to meet him. And it's like all the face-off people wanted to meet him. Oh, the doc, the doc, I forget what his name is, but the guy who does Doctor Who does all that makeup. Oh wow! So yeah, they all know who Zane is. Name is that's so right. That's huge. Gordon, though. I mean, that's somebody. I think that's gigantic. Yeah. I mean, those are names that you know. Those are those are huge names. Mm-hmm. Like names that if I was in a room with those people, I would probably not talk. I wouldn't either. Oh, yeah. Zane had no problem yeah. with it. <laughs> I was about to say, but Zane has no. He, he had no problem yeah. with it. No. At the end of the the demonstration from from Doctor Who, they said, "Anybody have any questions?" And and Zane stands up, of course, and. And says, okay, I, I, I don't know your show. Uh, I've heard good things about it. And the guy says, you don't know my show? And he says, no. It. And he's like, then oh, what's your question? And Zane says, what kind of brush were you using at the end? <laughs> oh, my God. And he said, you called it a chip brush. What is a chip brush? And the guy says, he was saying cheap, but he had an accent. And Zane's like, oh, oh okay. And I okay. love it. Oh, that's so So then every funny. time you'd see him, you'd go, that's the kid who doesn't know my show. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is so funny. And I, lo- oh, I love that so much. And that's exactly the kind of thing that you almost want to say from the mouths of babes. But yeah. it's not the fact that they're young. It's the fact that they just don't have fear. Yeah. And yeah. Zane doesn't. He has no filter. No. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even no filter. It's just no fear. He has confidence yep. in who he <laughs> is and what he can do. And that is a result of being raised by, I'm just going to go ahead and say, a <laughs> badass woman. Absolutely. <laughs> Who, well, thank you. If, if I had found a store, rented it, and gotten a bank, I did have a bank account at 15, but I guarantee my parents signed off on it. That, and if I, my parents, if they would have shut it down and been like, go back to school, <laughs> who are you? Get in line and right. stop it. And that is, that's not Debbie's way. Debbie's no. way yeah. is, how do well, I nurture he, you? He wanted to start selling the makeup because first it was just he was doing makeup. And mm-hmm. so he wanted to start selling the makeup. And so he only wanted to sell Krylon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I called up and I said, hi, you know, my son's just opened a store. We, you know, and I did have to sign off on the seller's permit. Oh, okay. So said, well, all right. Well. 
So I was like, oh, he wants to, you know, do this. And they really started giving me the runaround. They're like, well, you need this much money up front and you have to do this. And we're really particular and you have to pass all these screens and blah, blah. And they, she just went on for a couple of minutes telling me basically that it wasn't going to happen. And then she right. went, oh, wait a minute. Who's your son? <laughs> and I said, Zane. She goes, oh, yeah, we'll sell to Zane. Because the other thing that he is is, uh, I mean, because he's, he's fearless, obviously, mm -hmm. but he's also charming. He knows who you are and he knows how to talk to you. Um, and he is knowledgeable. Like it's it's he's incredibly knowledgeable and Zane knows what he's talking about, which is the other reason why you should always be going to Zane it because let's be very clear, you can really hurt yourself with makeup. I know it doesn't seem like it, mm -hmm. but in terms of bacteria, in terms of putting it on incorrectly, some of these things can be can be toxic and sure. they're going on your face, in your pores, in your eyes, all mm -hmm. of these things. Uh, so please go to someone like Zane and let them tell you how to do it right and yeah. make sure you yes. are... Yeah, make sure you're safe. And, it, and since his office, his store is, a, what, a block and a half from my office, mm -hmm. that's, I'll leave my office when I need a break and it's getting too much <laughs> and go over there and get some Zane time or... Yeah. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Good. I love it. Yeah. Dave, Debbie is in a, she's an amazing mom. Yeah, she is. And she is, uh, just what the work that she does with children in the Central Valley is is so amazing. It really is great to go into her offices. I got to get a special tour of her offices the other okay. day. She's just... Uh, when did you move up to that new that space? It's, um, it's not about, new, I'm sure. About but, a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, so this was the first time I'd been in was, a what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And so I got to go up there and look at all that. And it's so interesting to see like a conference room, normal conference room, mm -hmm. right? And then you also have next to it a children's room, like something that is very child friendly and everything is little and there's art projects and there's toys. And I'm like, oh, how cute. My mm -hmm. office is a living room. And then there's <laughs> Debbie's office, which is, which is exactly like it was in the lofts. It's like Debbie's like, come on in, <laughs> throw this here. And we're going to be fine, which is just speaks to my heart because I don't my, my organizational style is, well, where did I throw it last? And <laughs> that is how I organize things. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, Debbie is. I feel like I should conclude this portion right now by mm -hmm. saying that Debbie is probably one of my favorite people on the planet. And yeah. I Aww. have been waiting and waiting to get her in <laughs> here so to geek out. And uh, I hope you feel like we've geeked out with you a little I bit today. So. I think so, too. And I feel like we still didn't cover anything. <laughs> I mean, we did, but we also didn't. That's the nice thing about uh, geeking out on conversations like this. You bet. Well, and there's always a follow-up episode. <laughs> there is always a follow-up yep. episode. We'll have to get you back. Well, Debbie, that was that was a great geek out session. Mm -hmm. We are gonna right now, we're gonna go to just another plug for another project that the Phoenix Podcast Network has coming up. Something that both Noel and I have been working together on, and then we'll be back to close our show out. So please enjoy the following promo. Hello, operative. It's been a while since we received any contact from you. I have been taken into custody by an unidentified force and am currently being held against my will at an unknown location. Forty-six. Ninety-nine. One hundred and eleven. Please follow the instructions you have been given. Zero. 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 We will wait patiently 
But whether the response comes today, tomorrow, or at a future time, it will come. And when it does, we will be prepared to respond. It's The Operation, coming to the Phoenix Podcast Network in September. Each episode contains a mystery, and it's up to you to solve it. Listen to The Operation, starting in September on the Phoenix Podcast Network. All right, so we are back from that promo, which was great. (laughs) (laughs) And it's time for The Lightning Round. All right, so in the lightning round, Debbie, we get to ask you, Noelle and myself, we each get to ask you five questions. Now, these are short answer questions. You don't have to feel like you have to pontificate on these, uh, okay. these the, the answers. Just answer them, you know, the way you want to answer them. All right. Correct. So we're going to go, I'm going to go to Noelle first. Go. Okay. If someone you didn't know were to read your palm, what would you want them to tell you about yourself? I would want them to be able to tell me that I would be happy. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Second question. What is one place you would never go back to? Well, the answer is like Lodi, right? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there a whole song about that? I thought so. That's an excellent answer. Or I, Rockville has that also, right? Oh, it could be Rockville. Yes. Yeah, it could be Rockville. Uh, probably where I wouldn't go back to would be this the airport in Texas. Because oh. I got a piece of pizza there that tasted like <laughs> chicken noodle soup. And oh. I don't know why. It just, just was gross. That's not good. Yeah. I yeah. don't approve of that. So don't go, go back I wouldn't there. go there. Okay. Don't go back. Good job. What are you going to be for Halloween and why? I'm going to be everything for Halloween. Because Halloween is every single day of the year for us. Oh, yes. Are you even kidding? You stole one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't steal it on purpose. Was it your next question? No, it's like three <laughs> down the list. <laughs> I'll come up with a different answer. A different. <laughs> it's fine. I'll come up with another question. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is your favorite smell? Chocolate. All chocolate. And oh, I went to a place called Dandelion Chocolate in San Francisco. What? And they make their own chocolate there. Mm. And it was the best place ever. And you should go there. I'm going to go there. We'll go there right before we go to uh, Billstock. Yes. (laughs) That'll be great. (laughs) Really good. Uh, Debbie, what is your first memory? I remember being in the crib. And my a pair of hands came down and grabbed me. Wow. That's really early. It's really early, but I remember that. And I actually remember how I was even sitting. I was laying on my side, kind of curled up in a little ball. Mm. Wow. 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 Debbie, who is the best David? Who is the best David? Yeah. Oh, my God. Every guy I ever dated was named David. <gasps> what? What? Yeah, I went through a whole series of all the Davids. What? So, but I'm going to go with Philip David Fierro. So that would be my oh, answer. Look at this. That's good. That's good. Well That's played. a very diplomatic well answer I from approve. a very badass woman. I like it. I approve. She can go home tonight. That's what yes. we love. Yes. What is something that you refuse to have in your house? 
seafood. <gasps> oh. And you have an allergy, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I'm allergic to shellfish, but I just really hate seafood. Mm-hmm. And the husband and the child bring him home anyway. <laughs> over my strenuous objections. Oh, gotcha. Got it. Hardwood or carpet? Tile. Ooh, better, nice. better. Even better. <laughs> Wonderful choice. I approve. If you could rename yourself. Susan. Oh, That's my bar name. It's what? My bar name. Your bar name. Love yes. it. But you give up. the people when yes. you, yes. yes. Oh, it's that's Susan. good too. Very nice. Yeah, because you could totally pass as a Susan. You could pass I, as a Susan. I was a Susan and actually had people believing that I had an identical twin named Susan. <gasps> Amazing. Yes. yes. When I first moved to Merced, oh they thought goodness. there were two of us. <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. I love it. All right. Last question for me. Mm-hmm. It's the last question. Yeah, it is. is it. <laughs> All right. The final, the final question no. of the final round. Tom Selleck. <laughs> or Burt Reynolds. Or Tom Collins. <gasps> oh. I was going with Tom Selleck or Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I, which I think is a very um, fun question. I, Noel doesn't know the oh, difference. My, um, I don't. To take it out. It has to be a Tom Collins. There you go. I think that's very smart. Good girl. Good girl. Well done. Uh, it's funny. I wrote that question before I knew <laughs> that I couldn't tell that Tom Noel from didn't Burt know the difference between Tom. I Selleck do and Tom know Collins. the difference, just not when they're not next to each Don't. other, placed together in the same room, which they <laughs> never will be again. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, thank you, Debbie, for being with us today. Thank you, Andrew, for having me here today. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for joining us again this week on Geeking Out. Geeking Out is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network, an affiliate of the Phoenix Creative Collective. You can connect with the Phoenix Creative Collective by emailing phoenixccmerced at gmail.com. You can find them online on Facebook and Twitter by searching at phoenixccmerced. The Phoenix Podcast Network offers a variety of shows like our scripted interactive audio drama, The Operation, launching in September, and the upcoming horror anthology, Ashburn, featuring seemingly disconnected tales of the supernatural that all somehow find their way back to a tiny town off the main highway in rural Nebraska. You can find the Phoenix Podcast Network on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast Phoenix or email phoenixpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week when it's time to geek out.